0: Welcome to Curtain Call, where TFC students take their final bows. I'm Meg Broom, and today I'm here with Cami Um Cami is a communications major and um, has been here at TFC for
1: a while now. Um, welcome, Cami. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: It's very good. To, it's very good to see you. Um, Um, I've known Kami for a bit now, and I think the first time I met you was when we did Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, right? Or did we meet before that? I know I've seen you around before that.
1: Sure, yeah, um, definitely through the Theatrical Society in some way. Yes. I'm not exactly sure when or what year we met, (laughs) but I've definitely known of you for several years.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like, um you as the unicorn and language of the (laughs) wardrobe is how i got to know you the best (laughs) yes for sure yes well for starters let's start off our questions why tfc why what the what's
1: led you to come here right so i actually grew up in raven county (laughs) in the town of tiger which is a very small little town um but it's just like half an hour north of tfc and Growing up, we always listened to the radio station, um, Uh 90.9, that was, you know, affiliated with Toccoa Falls, and so I would regularly hear advertisements on the radio (laughs) for TFC, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it never occurred to me or inspired me that maybe one day I'll go there. It just, like, didn't cross my mind for some reason, Um, but I did know of its existence. Yeah um I had several friends and uh close family friends who went to Truett McConnell Mm -hmm. and so because I was so close with them and they commuted and I was planning to commute I was just going to you know go to Truett McConnell um and I was relatively familiar with some things there and so that's just kind of the direction my life was heading (laughs) so that was my plan But senior year of high school rolled around, and I hadn't yet applied for any schools. And so I, you know, started thinking about it. And uh, my mom said, "Mm, you should consider, you know, applying to TFC. And I was like, yeah, why not? Sure, like, let's do it. And so I sent in my application, and I hadn't applied to any other colleges yet. Yeah. And I just kind of had this like peace about it. And I was like, I don't feel the need to apply anywhere else. And so I didn't, and I was accepted and like, here we are. So yeah, it was unexpected for sure. Um, And it's cool to, in retrospect to see how, you know, just like knowing of TFC as a kid, but having no idea that I would be
0: here one day. yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, the radio station that was affiliated with TFC. Um, mm-hmm. If it's the right radio station, my parents actually used to work there. Really? Yeah. In fact, that's where they met. It's a small world. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. Yep. Uh, but anywho, um, next question. Uh, mm-hmm. What's a favorite memory of yours here?
1: Oh. That is a hard one for me. Um, I have had many, many transformative and kind of life-shaping memories that have happened here. Um, and so it's very difficult for me to pick one particular time. Mm -hmm. However, there was a span of time um, that was especially memorable for me, and that was... The year, it was during freshman year, uh, during winterum, I took Western Thought and Culture, Mm -hmm. and I grew very close with a lot of people during those two weeks. You know, it's kind of, um, it's a great time to get to know people, because you're all going through this, like, crazy, cram-packed two-week semester together, and it kind of ends up forming this really tight camaraderie you know between people because you're like suffering together (laughs) yeah um but it it really um was a time that began to shape a lot of my worldview and began to make me think differently than I had before um and so not only was that time transformative as far as building relationships with people but it was also transformative for my education and my um, just the way that I think about things, you know.
0: Yeah, um, um, I remember when I took it, and um, I heard so many different thoughts that I never even considered before during right. that time. And but, although I have to say, my highlight of that time was going to the Hyde Museum. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, did you ever see like there was this sculpture there that was a giant
1: green chicken? <laughs> <laughs> that was there. That may have been different than when I was there, but they definitely had some very different and interesting things yeah uh, that I had never <laughs> conceived of in my mind. Yeah, um I actually took a picture of it somewhere. I'll have to see if I can find it again. <laughs> yeah. Um I would add as far as memories go, um that that span of time actually kind of poured over into the spring semester mm-hmm. in that actually in this space between winter and the spring semester beginning Mm -hmm. uh i met joshua bogo um who later became my husband um so that in itself is just a whole novel of memories you know yeah um but it went along with that time during winter um and we actually ended up having two classes together that spring so um that's how we met and you know started our relationship and then like fast forward to uh summer of this last year and we got married here so (laughs) that's obviously a a top memory here
0: yes and um i told you this once before but i considered i consider
1: you and bogo to be probably one of the cutest couples that i know (laughs) thank you yeah we we have so much fun together and we we challenge each other and so yeah, it's it's been great.
0: Yeah. Well, um next question. Uh what's something about yourself that no one knows, especially like among your friends?
1: Right. Um, this is difficult for me. <laughs> uh I am genuinely an open book to people that I'm comfortable with. And so I thought about this for a while, and I couldn't really come up with anything, but what most people don't know about me is that I really enjoy art. Um, Oh, really? I love painting, um, especially. Uh, (laughs) Acrylics are more of my thing, Um, but the reason that most people don't know this about me is because... It's something that I've come into a little more recently. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the fall semester of my junior year, I took uh, an art class that was being offered at the time
0: here on campus
1: with Judy Kerr. And uh, that opened up just like a whole new world to me. Because, you know, growing up, I mean, sure, in like elementary school, I would, you know, go to art class and we would like look at the color wheel and like learn (laughs) all the primary colors. And I remember, you know, hearing about some of the famous painters and things like that. Mm -hmm. But once, you know, I got from, you know, second grade or so onward, I really didn't have that much exposure to visual art. And so, um, yeah, taking that class was like going out on a limb for me, (laughs) but it ended up becoming almost an escape you know it was it was something I would just sit there in class and work on whatever assignment because it was a night class so we had three hours you know to work on whatever we were doing and so I I just would sit there and we would listen to music and it just was such an escape from the stress of the semester yeah and so it, it became something that I really enjoy going to and so yeah yeah um I actually took that class
0: once too. That was that well, was a that was a that that is a fun class. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, what was your favorite medium that she taught for that?
1: Oh wow. That is difficult because we tried such a wide variety of things. Um I have to say I was not a fan of did you ever try the noton art? Oh, the,
0: the Notan. Is, is it like that swirly um, art kind of thing? Well,
1: or? it's actually a, a Japanese form of art, and the it's a little difficult to describe. Um, mm-hmm. But if you want to look up Notan art, it's N-O-T-A-N. Um, and basically, it forms um, negatives based yeah. on, you have a, a black square of paper in the middle, and you kind of cut out of it, and the pieces that you cut out, you, like, flip out, and so they mirror the inside. I
0: I had more of a successful time doing that than I think most yeah. people did, including including the people who took the class with me.
1: That's awesome. So
0: I actually enjoyed that. Um, my favorite would, ha- would have had to been the Impressionists.
1: Oh, yes. I definitely... That was my favorite piece of art that I came away from mm-hmm. with that class was... The impressionist painting i um i chose well she gave us some options um and i believe all of them were from van gogh <laughs> and i chose to do cafe at night yeah and to this day and i think for the rest of my life that will be um uh, the my favorite piece that i've ever yeah. finished
0: same for me. Um, I actually painted Vincent Van Gogh's sunflowers, oh, and, yes. and as a, um, I'm a big Doctor Who fan and, me as well, <laughs> and I, um, I thought it'd be fun to reference the episode of Doctor Who where they visited mm. Vincent Van Gogh, yes. by and i wrote where vincent signs his name um for vincent meg
1: <laughs> yes that's amazing um actually a small little tidbit of information um this past halloween uh joshua and i dressed up as van gogh and amy pond from oh specifically that episode you told me about that i remember i yeah i been I mean, wanting to see a picture of that i'll have to see if i can come up with one for you to see yeah <laughs> yeah All right. Well, um, next
0: question. Uh, What's something God has taught you during your time here? Hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this one is. um, This is rough for sure because I have learned so many different things. And in a sense, I've become an entirely different person (laughs) uh, through my college experience and through the things that I've been able to learn. So to like narrow down one thing is difficult for me because I feel like it's been an entire transformation. But one thing in particular that stands out to me, uh, from even before I was enrolled to now is God has been teaching me that I need to let go. It's not about being in control of everything and it's not about being a perfectionist and that is something I struggle with uh significantly for sure and so going back to what I said earlier about my plans to go to at McConnell um it was a huge step for me to apply just here a mm-hmm. place that I wasn't familiar with at all and to just let it go and like have peace about it you know So it was, I had peace about it, but it was also difficult because I was having to let go of what I thought my plans were going to be for the future. Yeah. And so, and I I feel like this is something I talk about regularly with my friends as well, is that every new semester brings its own set of challenges. And for me, like time management is huge. And so I have to almost relearn time management every semester but I'm awful at it so <laughs> same, yeah, same. Right? It's, yeah it's not easy and so I I'm really um growing and being challenged in that area of control and just saying god I trust you that even though I I don't understand um what's happening or I wish that I could be in better control of this situation or I wish that I had an extra day to do homework so that I could get a better grade. You know, that's kind of my mindset. Because if I don't, you know, get an A on everything, oh, wow, it's disastrous. That was that was me freshman year, you know. Um, and so I've really learned to let go and say, I just, I'm here to be molded. I'm not here to get A's. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not here... So that I can graduate with a 4.0. I'm here so that God can use this time to teach me what He wants.
0: Yeah, um, and that's a big lesson that I feel like a lot of TFC students here have to learn because um, we all have like a plan n- down in our mm. heads and. While it's nice to have goals for what you want to do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, not all of them can be fulfilled or should be fulfilled mm.
1: for sure. That is very true, yeah, yeah and and so I think along with that goes just kind of a a reassessing of priorities and goals, because, like you said, sometimes what we think should be our goals end up not being the best thing for us, you know? yeah, yeah, um. Uh, for example
0: like I had this goal of I'd only do due enrollment here at TFC Mm. and then I'd transfer transfer to a college that would have theater as one of its majors right Uh, but I didn't end up doing that and for some reason, I, I feel like that's kind of a good thing, because I feel like I've learned more about mm. theater here than I have, yeah. than I would have if I did go to a college that had theater as one of its majors.
1: Right, and that's actually one of the things that I love about the theatrical society here is that um, it's so, you know, student-led, and so it does, it puts you in a place where, like, you have to learn, you have to grow, <laughs> um, but what great opportunities, you know? Yeah. Um. All right. Next question.
0: Um what's something you will miss about TFC?
1: <sighs> this in my mind, I'm already getting emotional about these things, you know. Aww. I mean, ugh. I I will miss being in a place where it's normal to to be challenged where it's normal to learn things. Um, and so, <coughs> excuse me, um, I think largely I will miss being in a classroom mm-hmm. because that's where I have been challenged um, and grown so much over the past four years. Um, and along with that, I will miss professors. Oh, my. I Like, I think honestly... Just the people in general, but specifically professors that I know I won't really have opportunity to see that often after college. Um, because their perspectives and their willingness to, you know, get down on the level of someone who doesn't know anything about what they're teaching, and to kind of raise you up to a level where, You feel like you can understand something and you feel like you can articulate yourself um, on this subject or that subject, you know, whether it's theology or earth science, you know, whatever. Um, The professors are so caring, you know, and so I think, yeah, I will definitely miss the professors and I will most definitely miss being in a place where it is practical for me to see my friends all the time yes you know, yes um
0: that's another that's something i'm gonna miss because like mm. i i've met i've made a lot of friends here and um while there's no way that i'm going to stay away from them <laughs> and uh, yeah because i
1: uh it won't be the same right hey. yeah <laughs> yeah And, I mean, I think that's just, like, a step of responsibility that you take when you graduate college is it's not convenient to see your friends all the time. And so you have to learn, again, time management to be able to say, like, hey, I have to carve out time to spend time with people that I love, you know? Yeah, um...
0: Um, you might not see them every day or every year, by that matter, but mm. just the efforts to check in on on them is important.
1: Yeah, definitely. And along the lines of community, um, and we've mentioned this a couple times already, but I will definitely miss the Theatrical Society. Yes. Um, <laughs> Full
0: warning, listeners, this podcast will not be just about the Theatrical Society. <laughs> I know
1: I talked about it in the last episode, but... <laughs> oh, my goodness. I I was not part of the Theatrical Society at all my freshman year. Um, I believe that in my sophomore year is when I got into helping with makeup and things backstage. Yeah. And then... Um, I spent my junior year acting yes Um, last semester I did not participate (laughs) um, except on the sidelines I was a cheerleader yeah and then um, this semester I have the opportunity to stage manage and I'm very excited about that yeah but I have been challenged in so many ways through theater And I had no experience yeah. <laughs> whatsoever in theater beforehand, and so it was a new thing for me and a such a fun, new, challenging thing that really um, kind of propelled me to just, like, be bold, like, do something new, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: um... Can I just say, I thought you guys were so funny in I Hate Shakespeare. That was was one of the few times I was not able to be in the play,
1: but... Right, yeah, we definitely missed you that semester, but I Hate Shakespeare. I had the opportunity to play five different roles, (laughs) which sounds outrageous, and it was. And I had a couple of very time-pressed quick changes, but let me tell you, it was the time of my life. It was so fun. And, um, I,
0: yeah. I, I can just imagine I, I came to see it and I laughed so much and that, that was one of the few times I regretted not having enough time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, my, um, I really loved the one with, um, the Shakespeare insults thing. Oh, yes, Shakespeare in a can. Shakespeare in a can, yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know what I Hate Shakespeare is, it's a play where people, like, lovingly make fun of Shakespeare. <laughs>
1: basically, yeah, and it, uh, it was such a beautiful and odd creation, that script was, but basically... It uh, summarized some of Shakespeare's greater works, including Hamlet and Macbeth, and then made everything into comedy. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it was amazing. There were zombies. There was a cow. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, you were the
0: cow for that one. I was the cow, yes.
1: There was uh, Jeopardy theme music. (laughs) Yeah, and... uh, Oh, my
0: goodness. I knew this was just an ad-lib. I was told later it was just an ad-lib, but... I really liked the Jake from State Farm thing. Yes. That,
1: well, when uh, we have the opportunity to do improv nights, people really, really go with it. And it's so funny. And it's it's so great to see people's creativity come out.
0: Yeah. and uh, But the
1: thing is, with I Hate Shakespeare, it was hard to tell... What was ad lib and what wasn't? Oh, very true. You have no idea how many times we were standing backstage and we were all looking at each other like, this is not in the script, what is happening? (laughs) But people did so well with improvising and reacting and character and honestly it was just it was so well done yeah and we had such fun with it Uh,
0: honestly the only time i could tell was when um freddie referenced the where's my super suit thing from the incredible (laughs) yeah yeah that was not in the script (laughs) yes but um the theatrical society will always be um a pleasant memory for both of us yes yes (laughs) but anyway uh, Next question. Uh, what's something you won't miss
1: here? Yeah i I will not miss the deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Honestly, there's not very much that I won't miss. But I think that, and me being a perfectionist definitely kind of feeds into this. But I put so much pressure on myself to not just meet expectations but to to be the best not to like put everyone else down but like if I can you know get an A I'm gonna get an A yeah and so I tend to put so so much pressure on myself to get everything done and I'm really looking forward to a breath of fresh air where I can do things on my own time Um, obviously I mean I love education and I love um, just the world of academics Mm -hmm. and so I hope to never stop learning but to distance myself from the pressures of the academic world will be really nice.
0: Yeah um, I mean it just adds up because like and there's also times whenever your classes meld together better than others yes yeah um I mean I remember one time I took a C.S. Lewis class and while I loved the class um just that compared with my other classes was a nightmare because we had to read a book a week (laughs) right
1: yeah and sometimes I feel like um obviously classes are structured to challenge you and to uh put you in situations where you have to stretch yourself um which is important but it's also important to not live your entire life stretching yourself so thin Yeah, there's a time when it's too much I mean like Mm -hmm. I remember that
0: the semester that I did the least well in terms of my grades was Mm -hmm. the semester where I was trying to do too much
1: oh yeah Definitely. I mean, I I spent two years of college. I spent freshman year and junior year commuting from uh, Raven County. And so I totally understand that when you have so many different commitments um, on top of, you know, getting to school, um, it can really, yeah, stretch you thin. And It can over especially over the course of the full semester it really can wear you down um and so i think knowing how to rest well and knowing um how you individually recharge is really important yes Um, and that's something i would recommend you know to anyone in school um know how you rest because if you don't take time to intentionally um rest and step away then you're just going to burn out and oh yes definitely cuz yeah. like
0: um i mean um you don't want times whenever you're just crying from how stressed you are mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) I mean it's it's true though like we joke about it but like there are days in college when you like go home and cry yeah because you're like I I cannot continue like pouring out of myself right now you know yeah like you have to take that time to be refilled um it's it's so vital yeah um
0: One of the best things, though, for burnouts, just take a break, Mm because, like, um, I remember one time when I was having a bit of a burnout, and my mom was like, okay, you need a break, and she took me to McDonald's to get some sweet tea. (laughs)
1: Mm. Yeah, moms are great, okay? Yes. (laughs) I remember during freshman year, um, and I was still living at home with my parents at this time, and I remember being overwhelmed and i was staying up like all night working on old testament homework for dr (laughs) burris oh what a class (laughs) (laughs) but i remember talking to my mom and saying i feel so bad because i feel like i'm so committed to things and i have so many things that i have to do that i'm failing in terms of relationship you know and at that time I was especially referring to my relationship with God and feeling like I didn't have the energy to spend you know pursuing God and my mom was able to really speak something that I needed to hear at that point in time which was to say God put you here where you're at right now god knows about your classes god knows about all of the homework you have to do and all of these commitments you have and he made you and knows your limits and god has grace for you where you are you don't have to be perfect you don't have to spend two hours a day reading scripture and praying and journaling yeah to be in relationship with god i mean Obviously, taking that time is important. Yeah. But God has grace for you, and I think that kind of goes along with that challenge that I've had of learning to let go yeah. and not worry about being in control of everything. Um, yeah. And, and the, yeah. Oh, sorry, you're no, <laughs> good. To interrupt.
0: Um, another big thing in that is knowing who you are in Christ, because. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh and that helps produce the the need to feel like you're perfect because mm-hmm. um, because yeah, there are times whenever um, you just you just feel the need to um, be perfect because you feel like if you're not, God won't accept you but that's not true.
1: right. There is grace, no matter where you are. And if you have been, you know, walking in relationship with God your entire life or if, you know, that's a new thing to you, um, there is always grace, you know, that is extended to us. That's not to say that we don't have responsibility. Of course, we always have responsibility, but we don't have to be perfect. And that's a blessing. Yeah.
0: The trouble is, is that there's just so many conflicting message of conflicting messages of what that responsibility is supposed to be
1: right yeah and I think in a sense it can look different for everyone um but for me kind of finding out and not finding out so much as producing my identity in Christ like you were saying yeah and learning what it means for me to walk with God has been part of my college journey you know And has definitely, um, my identity has changed a lot, um, but learning to stay grounded in Christ through that has been, um, a challenge, but, but good and something I'll, you know, take with me and that will continue changing, I'm sure. Yeah, it is something that continues changing and, um,
0: and should change because, Mm -hmm. um, God's not done with us yet. I mean he's still working on us yeah and that's something i've had to work hard to accept too because i don't know um i i became a christian at an early age and um and while that is a good thing it does lead to people like questioning their salvation and stuff like that
1: (laughs) definitely (laughs) I mean, I've been there myself, you know? (laughs) Really? Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that, especially if you're, if you've grown up in a place where Christianity is the norm, it's very easy to follow that path and then, you know, you start learning things and you start developing your own individual identity And then you say, well, why do I believe this? Because I, the only reason I believe this is because it's what I've been told my entire life. Yeah. And so for me, my walk in faith has really been about not believing things because other people have told me it's true, but really saying, no, this is my faith and this is why I know it's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh. Um, you also have
0: to, uh, like... Uh, one thing growing up was that I would always, like, I don't know... <laughs> it feels silly thinking about it now, but mm-hmm. question if I was really saved. Right. <laughs> um, because, like... Um, because I still make mistakes. I um, mm-hmm. still do things I regret. Yeah. and And then you and then you hear like say a minister talking about it then you're like oh my goodness am i am i really saved am i just kidding myself right
1: yeah and i i do i do think that we've all been there um maybe not everyone you know maybe maybe there are people who just have this gift of incredible faith that they don't question you know yeah. Um but I I don't think it's outside the the bounds of like normalcy to question things like that, you know? And I Yeah. In fact, I would go so far to say as I think it's important to question what you believe because yeah. if you don't know why you believe what you believe like there's no foundation there. You know, yeah. and it's it's all just a bubble that you can pop. You know, basically, and um, it's so vital to have that foundation of knowing why you believe what you do.
0: Yeah, um, and uh, it takes us past like um, I believe this because mommy and daddy told me this, right, um, and just. It helps you like it makes it your own it makes it more tangible Mm
1: -hmm. making it your own and um that's something you know in my major in communication we talk so much about what does it mean to be part of culture and one of the things that we hear so much today is especially when people are at an age where they're trying to develop and form their identity they're saying oh well I need to go have this experience or that experience so I can find myself and I just I'm gonna call that out right now you don't exist way out there somewhere like waiting for you to discover yourself like that that mindset is very shallow in my opinion Mm mm-hmm it's understandable, it's an easy answer, but it really reduces the amount of responsibility that we have as people. Because if you, as a fully developed person, are just out there waiting somewhere, then you have no say in who you are.
0: hmm
1: And it's so important to take that responsibility upon yourself of saying, I have the, the freedom, and I have the creativity, and I even have authority given to me from God to be active in producing who I am. Yes. And to be active in producing the kind of world that I live in. Um, and that's, I think, so important for Christians to to take that responsibility of producing ourselves intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's... It's a process. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And that's a really exciting thing because we're not limited to who we can be, you know? Um, I mean, if you are some entity out there waiting to be discovered, then you're fully formed, you're done. So then when you find yourself, are you just that same person for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. Or are you going to continue... Um, being active and responsible in that. Yeah. Um, As the doctor said,
0: we all change. We're all different people throughout our lives. And that's good. You got to keep moving so long as you remember all the people that you used to be. Yes. Good. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes. Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) There's never a wrong time for a Doctor Who quote. (laughs) Yep. Well, um...
0: On to the final question, and then just rambling until we finish the time. <laughs> sure. We went through these questions faster than I want to. This is the second time. Uh, with Allison, this happened as well. Oh really? Um, when when I was interviewing Allison Lamb, yeah, um, the uh, we got
1: through the questions so fast. Aww. I think this just a sign. I need to come up with more questions. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think we've had some pretty good conversation, though. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Um, But the future, uh, what's going to happen for you after you graduate? Yeah, so um, I already said earlier I'm married, and one of our dreams (laughs) as a couple, uh, something we have been thinking about for a long time and we're both passionate about, is traveling. (laughs) And, uh, in fact, last summer we traveled for our honeymoon, we went to England, um, and spent about a week there. And I mean, both of us loved it, you know, and there's such value in removing yourself from the culture that you are, um, part of and just like looking at the world differently, you know, and, um, experiencing new places and new people, um, so valuable. Yeah. And so that's something that we want to continue. And, one of the ways that we were really hoping that would take place over the next few years is we wanted to buy a van <laughs> and renovate it and live out of it and just like drive all around the country Ooh. um and that's something that has kind of been a little bit in the in our plans for a while um and so we were hoping to be able to do that within the next couple of years yeah Uh, However, (laughs) um, we were met with a surprise at the beginning of this year, Um, a joyful surprise that we will be having a baby um, in in September of this year. Um, And so while we are very excited um, and overwhelmed even with that, we are also having to change our plans a bit you know (laughs) um yeah I don't plan to you know deliver a baby in a van on the side (laughs) of the road (laughs) quite (laughs) um
0: oh man yeah Um, so
1: um we're really excited but uh some of the changes that we're making now include uh more of some long-term plans to stay in the area um not specifically to koa but Rabin County so northeast Georgia um my husband is working at a zip line park Um, oh yeah I've heard he loves that place (laughs) he does he really does and so his major he's a graduate here from TFC and his major was outdoor leadership education yeah uh he grew up basically living at camps you know during the summertime and his family was always involved in camp And it's something that he's passionate about, being in the outdoors, um, challenging yourself in, you know, the space that the outdoors provides um, is something that he's very, very passionate about. And so having this job has been extremely um, fulfilling for him and (laughs) exciting for him. And he um, is actually working now as a... Uh, manager some of the time, um, but he's also still a guide, so he takes people out on canopy tours, uh, and through the time that he's been working there, I've also spent a lot of time myself there, and I've grown to love it, and (laughs) so, uh, the plan now is that he'll be working there, and I'll work there in the office, Mm -hmm. um, I'll be, you know, doing office things, you know, scheduling, and, and and payroll, and, uh, maybe some social media, um, yeah, but I'm very excited about that, actually, because I love office work, which is (laughs) absolutely (laughs) ridiculous, but I love office work, and I love, um, the outdoors as well, you know, I grew up being outside all the time, oh, yes, so, um, we're planning to be there for, you know, our jobs, and then we're not really sure, um, exactly what town we'll live in, um, anywhere from, like, Clayton or Tiger, which is where my family lives and where I grew up, to, oh. like, yeah. Scalier or highlands, yeah. North Carolina, so. Yeah.
0: yeah, um, you know, um, another friend of ours, Leah, Leah DeWitt, um, she actually lived in Tiger for a bit.
1: Yeah, so actually, um, an interesting connection there is the church that I grew up attending, um, it was when I was very little, uh but her family also attended that church and so um we have that connection yeah I I remember her coming to me and being like oh my goodness Kami and (laughs) I went to the same church yeah I know again it's a small world and (laughs) I feel like uh the more you live and explore the more you realize how small it is yes yeah yeah
0: oh and uh thank you for telling me about the baby before getting in this booth <laughs> because i think if you didn't i probably would have shot through the ceiling <laughs> yeah uh
1: we haven't told very many people but it's becoming a more a uh, public thing as um you know we get further along and it'll probably you know we'll make it a public thing by next week yes um and actually hoping to also find out the gender next week. Oof, so, I can't wait. I know. Um yeah.
0: Yeah, um uh once you find out if every if everyone in the theatrical society knows already tell tell Bogo to mention it at practice.
1: Oh yeah, we're we're planning to tell the theatrical society soon and we're excited because we know <laughs> they will all be excited. And don't um. worry, don't worry. I Your won't say anything. Sealed. My <laughs> lips are sealed. I, I, won't, yeah. I won't say anything. I'll let you guys. Yeah. We're excited though. I am like most people around me are completely convinced that it's a girl. Um, <laughs> but of course we have no scientific evidence yeah. to back that up. Um, yeah. Um,
0: um, there's, I wonder if she's going to have Bogo's red hair.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, um, Several of my professors know that we're expecting, and I was just talking with Dr. Penland this morning. Yes, and he was telling me all about uh, the differences in his kids <laughs> and how, like, mixtures of like a red-haired parent and like a like dirty blonde-haired parent, like me, uh, and like none of their kids are redheaded, <laughs> and so. It's really just a toss-up, and who knows, you know. But yeah, Um, (laughs) but um, are you um,
0: are you? um, I don't know if this is a good question to ask or not, but are you nervous about being a parent?
1: Yes. (laughs) Oh, so nervous. Um, I have learned. In the past couple of years, that we're almost never ready for anything. We're almost never prepared for anything that happens. Yeah. You know, you, you can do so much to educate yourself and to prepare your environment or whatever for whatever's going to happen. You know, for instance, getting married. Yeah. But nothing really prepares you. You know, you just have to step into it and like let it happen, you know. (laughs) And so, of course, I'm freaking out and I'm reading everything that I can and I'm, you know, learning what I can so that I can be prepared. And I'm like, I know like what foods I can eat and what foods I can't eat. And I'm limiting my caffeine and I'm, you know, doing all the things. Yes. But there's that element of knowing that I can only control so much. Yeah. Um,
0: um. There is so much you can do, and in the end, um. As long as y- you do your part to mm-hmm. um, um, to make sure the baby's okay, uh, okay. Um. Mm-hmm that's pr- just the best you can do.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we're excited to look into things. And I mean, just the other night, we were like going through all these websites that had different baby things. <laughs> we were looking at like um, custom customizable onesies that you can put whatever <laughs> you want on it. And we were coming up with all these ideas. Oh. And you know, those like little towels that have like animal uh, heads on the yes. hood. And so there's like a whole website for that and like car seat covers. And I mean, they're the baby industry is like gigantic and (laughs) there's so much. And honestly, it's like kind of overwhelming in a sense, because I'm like, I will never like get through all this. I'll never be prepared. But at the same time, like God gives us what we need. And I think I really do believe that. God will provide me with what I need to get through it, what I need to do to take care of the baby. He will take care of it. I have responsibility in it, of course, but what's beyond my control is beyond my control. Yeah. And I am okay with that, Um, (laughs) at least to some (laughs) extent, you know? Um, Sure, there are things that are, (laughs) it's hard not to worry. Yeah, But you know, the prospect of, like, meeting someone new (laughs) that, like, has never, like, met the world before. Yeah. Like, oh, how cool, you know? (laughs) As my father-in-law says, fresh babies, I love them. (laughs) Like, Yes. There's nothing like a brand new person, a brand new tiny human. (laughs) Yeah,
0: um, I remember one time, um, when uh, I was little I I wanted to be a doctor um, I later mm-hmm. realized that um I'm really squeamish around gross things <laughs> so, so yeah that's probably not the best idea so, um <laughs> it's best that I was not a doctor but I once got a um, homeschooling pre-med class for Christmas one year yes and um one of the things that that they showed was that they showed a c-section yeah and and oh my goodness
1: I was in tears it was the most beautiful thing ever yeah and okay here's a really cool thing about the technology and development of society today is we have the ability to record video to share online and People are using that to share their lives online. You know, they're, like, vloggers and stuff. But the amazing thing that I find is, like, people are literally videoing, like, they're, like, going to the hospital and having a baby. Hmm. Which, like, personally, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Like, I'm not comfortable sharing (laughs) that with the world. Hmm. But, like, to the people who are comfortable with that and feel the need to share that with people like that is so cool because for me personally like if I'm able to watch someone else like make it through that I'm like okay there's hope for me (laughs) like this isn't the end yeah you know um and so there's there's encouragement in being able to see just how cool humans are you know and um I just think wow how amazing is it that we live in a society where things like that are possible yeah. you know that we can be encouraged by something that happened to someone that we will never meet
0: yes yes, yeah.
1: it's it's beyond me
0: <laughs> yeah um although um i gotta say uh, you were talking about uh customizable onesies yes Please get one that says Storm Again and Dark Lord of All on it. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay, so I'm gonna throw a plug out here right now. Um uh, one of the things that we were talking about for a onesie is Joshua, my husband, his brother Seth, is a gamer <laughs> and he has um a streaming channel on Twitch, which is like a gaming streaming website, and so he has his own like logo yeah and his um url is dark ducky uh d-a-r-r-k dark ducky (laughs) two r's um but his logo is amazing and so there was a a customizable onesie that said like future gaming partner or something like that Aww. um or future gamer and we said oh my goodness we have to get one that says that and has
0: Ooh. Seth's
1: logo Aww. on it um and so yeah we're so excited just for like random things like that yeah but um and also our families are very excited yeah you know this for my in-laws this is their first grandchild um which they're very excited about yeah. and for my parents, this is their fourth grandchild. Yeah. They have all boys so far. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see if there's going to be a girl thrown into the mix. <laughs> uh, so, uh,
0: I'm trying to say if this is too personal a question to ask. Um, if it is, I won't answer it. Uh, you, uh, how did you tell Vogo?
1: Oh, he found out with me. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, different... Different relationships have different dynamics, and so the way that some relationships work, things are really special in this instance if the wife, like, finds out and then surprises her husband. Yeah. For us, we do everything together. (laughs) Like, we are best friends. Like, if I don't see him for a day, I'm like, ugh, a piece of me is missing, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Aww. Um, and like, I think, okay, not I think, I know, he has told me, if I were ever to find out something like that without him, he'd be really sad. (laughs) Um, and so, I really have come to value, um, just how close we are, and how much he wants to be involved in everything that happens in my life, and- and you know on the reverse side of that I've become you know involved in everything that happens in his life and to be that um open and close with someone like you really are you're just best friends you know um and there's nothing that like we don't share together and I think that's like for sure the coolest thing that has ever happened to me I've got to say though, uh, I wish there
0: were, I wish there was a video camera so I could see the look on Bogo's face.
1: Oh my goodness, we were so shocked. I am not gonna lie, we were like, what? <laughs> 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 and um, it's taken time for it to feel like reality, not just like this idea of like, oh yeah. We'll have a baby later this year, but like no, like there are three of us in this room right now, like, <laughs> and so like it still doesn't feel super real, like obviously, I don't have a big fat belly or anything yet, but I will, <laughs> and so it's it's becoming more real, you know, as yeah. time goes on, and I process a little more, yeah, um.
0: And it is really surreal. Um, but um, we are actually... Um, it's actually almost out of time, but... Um, okay. Is there anything you want to say to uh, future TFC students? To um, mm-hmm. maybe um, the future
1: Boganiewski Oh. <laughs> well, first... Uh, to TFC students, um, gosh, there's a lot of things that I could say. Um, I'll say I'll say two things. Mm-hmm. The first one is make sure you value your time here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've seen students come through who can't wait to leave, you know. Yeah. And obviously uh, to some extent that's just personality and that's okay. I'm not saying it's wrong to to be excited about what's next, to look to what's next. But value where you are. And by that I mean value the opportunity that you have to be in community value the fact that you are being given opportunities to be challenged and to grow as a person every single day yeah and that's not something you find very much in your life outside of the time you spend in college yeah and so it is in a sense one of the most important times in your life so value it (laughs) Yes. Secondly, I would genuinely challenge college students to think about how they view education. Because in our society, and I know that um, this is something people talk about a lot on our campus, but it's something that I feel strongly about. In our society, education and information are seen as a commodity that we can buy yeah and so what happens is as you're growing up you say oh well i want to be successful i want to make a lot of money so i'm going to get this job whatever i'm going to be a lawyer let's say well to be a lawyer i have to pass the bar exam to pass the bar exam i need to go to law school (laughs) um to go to law school, I need to get my undergrad or whatever degree. And so what happens is when you get to college, you say, okay, I'm paying you the money to give me the information so that eventually I can get the job to make the money. But what I've learned and how my perspective of education has changed is that information is not, meant to be a means to another end yeah we are given the opportunity to be in this space where we do have information all around us being thrown at us and shoved down our throats yeah sure yeah and we have to spit it out right right yeah but the point isn't being able to spit it out yeah The point is that you as a person are shaped by that knowledge, that you are challenged by it, that you learn how to think so that you know what you believe. And I think it's sad to think that many people leave college knowing what to think they have all the answers, but they haven't learned the perspective of learning how to think. And it may not seem like a huge difference to some people. I don't know. I know probably for me before college, it didn't seem like a huge difference, but it, it does make all the difference, you know? It does, yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) that's what I would say to college students. Um, saying something to future baby Bogo (laughs) is another thing because, wow, um, I will have a lifetime to say things to this person, him or her, whatever, um... But first of all, I would say that I'm thankful for whatever person they are. Um because we are drastically changing our lives because of this person, you know? Um and they will change our lives, you know, from now on. Our life will be different. Um but with that comes the fact that I have already learned how much I'm going to fail as a parent, you know? They're, like, I cannot explain the feeling of having not ever met someone and already failing them. Um, It's very surreal to know that you will never have a perfect relationship with them even though it's a fresh relationship you know because we are flawed people yes the grace of god extends into our relationships um but because we are flawed people there will always in this life, be some level of hurt in relationships, you know? Yeah. And so um, I think yeah. <laughs> to, to baby Bogo, I would say I know that I'm not perfect, but I still have hope that our relationship will be a place of experiencing the grace and love of God that he has for us you know yeah. um and if our relationship is a terrible relationship um but at the same time we're able to experience God at work in our relationship, then, you know, I will feel content and I will feel fulfilled as a parent, I think, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: I, uh, I don't know what the future holds for you guys or baby Babybogo, but I, can I just say, I I think you guys are gonna be good parents. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you, um, um, you're both like very like, um, kind and uh, and uh, cool and uh, s- sweet people. And and you, Cammy, you yourself, uh, you're s- probably um. You give really good advice. I remember once when um, I, I um, asked you for advice because um, a guy first started showing interest in me, and right. and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is the first time <laughs> this has ever happened." Right? Yeah. Um, and uh, that will always mean a lot to me.
1: Thank you. I'm glad. I I feel like I made the conversation really heavy. But I, yeah. I do appreciate that um, We are so excited And I, I don't expect Our <laughs> parenthood to be all like oh The the sin of the world has ruined this relationship No I don't think it's going to be like that I think we're going to have a blast I think it's yeah. going to be so fun um, And I I'm excited And I really appreciate that encouragement That, that means a lot <laughs> And And uh... I expect to see pictures of baby bogo so Oh of course we we will always visit I'm sure well depending on the dates of homecoming um I'm sure we'll do our best to make an appearance Yeah I'm going to do my best
0: to, to make an appearance too Good So um anyway we'll be wrapping up uh, thank you for coming to curtain call and uh Um, And also, please come and see Sherlock Holmes. Uh, We officially got the cast list for that. Um, I mentioned it in the last one we did, and I remember... It's March 27th, 28th, 29th. That's the dates, right? Yeah, those are the dates of the play. Yes, and come and see it. Um, Cammie will be stage managing. I'll be playing a minor character in it, and your husband's playing the lead. Yes. Yes. yeah. So anyway, thank you for joining us for Curtain Call. This is Meg Broom signing off.